0: Now you've transformed Bauman, it's so prominent. You were just 25 when you took over, it was incredibly young and a lot was made of that. Did you feel ever out of your depth? Have you ever felt out of your depths?
1: No, never. Like, weirdly I have I have a big confidence, like, um, and it's not pretension, I mean, I really worked a lot, you know. Yeah. I'm really, really, I'm a person that left my my family when I was 18 and... I used to go to italy and work for six years for cavalli Mm. um i mean i i worked so much like i didn't have weekends i was not partying like maybe a young guy would do Uh, i also put uh, aside my private life you know so i think uh, yes i I think i deserved what i did and what i have today like Mm. i really worked hard Mm. and i still do
0: is that ever intimidating though when you pour yourself as a person and your personality into the brand so much because yeah you know, it means you you're putting yourself kind of very much out there, is that yeah,
1: but I think it's important today because, um you know, I think you know it's over, like designers that actually are in, you know, like a, a tower and we don't see them, you know, like I think now people wants to have more emotions you know they want to see clothes but they want to also get into a universe you know there's something more real about everything and it's not only fashion it's also music it it's also tv you know like why it's so important to the real tv like all, all like albums singers like they speak about l- their life also you know so i feel like to also sell to people a dream and a story you need also to be true and to show who you are and that's what i'm doing with with banman you know i'm showing that I'm this kind of guy that actually grew up pretty fast and showing my selfies, my uh, whatever, like my hangovers, but also <laughs> my collection, a twenty-five thousand dollar dress, also me working on a tailored jacket. Uh, you know, like I'm just showing, you know, my life. I can be with my friends that may be famous in LA. I can be with my grandma for Christmas. I think it's just it's also really interesting for people to see that fashion is also more accessible. You know, there is mm-hmm. something that is less elitist. And I kind of like that, you know, because I, I like I like the pop effect, you know, I love the population, the popular thing. So mm-hmm. that's why I think it's important for me to give more to people, you know, it's a piece of a dream that you actually want to give to to the world. With Instagram, you know, I, I get a lot of followers and people get into my universe. And that's something that I like because now you like Barman and you like also me, you know, and mm-hmm. if you hate some choices that I can do, you also hate the choices for the house. But, you know, it's something that it's it's really personal and at the same time I think you need the truth, you need um, sincerity you know and that's what I do like I put a lot of emotion in my in my in my brand. Yeah
0: you said before in interviews that you know the question that you had been asked in this case you, you were talking about um, casting and, and the diversity in casting but you said something that really struck with me you said that fashion people talk to themselves too much yeah. T- tell me more about that.
1: I think and I get so many haters when I, saw that, <laughs> when I say that um, yes I feel like it's what I told you four years ago I was really working for my front row you realize that fashion is not only that fashion is not the people that is only in your room fashion mm-hmm. is so much more than that and and that's why I really love the comments on my Instagram you know it can be haters, it can be lovers it can be buyers it can be uh, people from magazine it can be uh, young kids that want to do fashion it can be uh, black guys that are super happy to see me as a designer and say okay you give you, give an inspir- you are an inspiration for us. Or mm. like, you know, like young girls loving my friend and say, oh, I love that you go out with this girl. Or, I mean, I just I just like that. I just like to feel like fashion is more pop, yes.
0: Mm. Do you think that that's quite a new view of luxury? Because I think for a long time, people thought that luxury was about exclusivity and about, you know, not being able, only a select few people would, yeah. would come to know the creative director of a house, you know, that it was very closed off and, you know, you've really thrown that out. You've proved that you can be very out there as a person. What
1: was luxury in the 70s, what was luxury in the 20s, what was luxury in the 80th century, it can't be the same in 2015. And I really believe that also, because I'm doing a lot of couture, my work is a lot of craftsmanship, yeah. uh, I feel like it's already unique, my work. And I think what is modern in that is also like putting that on a digital and, sh- and actually sharing that. I love what's happening to fashion industry now because it's just so funny how People can be like so rude and mean like four years ago, and shares it change their mind four years after I love yeah. what's happening now. I just think it's it's just like a revolution it's not only an evolution I really feel like there is revolution in that, in the in the fashion world and uh, mm. I mean everybody's on Instagram, but like five years ago they were like oh you can't put on the, you can't put luxury on the internet you can't sell luxury on the internet you know yeah. and now I mean like all the houses are on, on Instagram and hoping to actually Get followers
0: do you so. think you've spearheaded that in some way
1: i always ask myself what i'm gonna leave to the story you know what what's gonna happen you know like um uh, i think it's really s- deep question because um my dream is actually that people will remember me like uh it's uh but not for pretension you know it's just because i i love the um, the fact that people Uh, like me, I mean, I have to say, like, I I look for it. I love the fact that I feel loved, like I'm a human person. And I would love that maybe in some, I mean, when I'm going to die, like people remember me like for someone that pushed some boundaries. And I think more than the digital, like, you know, I come from an orphanage. You know, I'm like, I was like one years old when my parents adopted me. And I think it's a strong also message to show that, you know, I'm a black boy in a white family. I've been adopted, I was in an orphanage, and getting all what I get today, I can show to people, actually, you know, dream come true, just work for it. You don't care about your start, make sure uh, that uh, the future is going to be better, you know, just make sure that you're going to be stronger.
0: You mentioned your upbringing there, and we've talked quite a lot about the present, but I want to go back and ask about the past, and... Tell me about what you were like as a boy. I
1: think, you know, my life was like my, my Instagram today trying to, <laughs> to have a lot of likes. I mean, obviously, like you don't get followers when you are like four or five years old. But when you have the best, you know, the best results at the school, you're just happy because everybody's like, oh, you're a good, you're a good student. I was trying to satisfy everybody that was around me. I was um, also I had a lot of doubts. I was really scared, like when I was a kid, you know, like I was. I remember that um, I was always bringing my pyjama everywhere because I was scared that my parents give, um, abandoned me again, you know, like that's so, I mean, it's kind of a really strong thing. So I wanted always to please people to actually make sure that I'm going to keep them around me. And, and I think that's also like a result of my life, Instagram, because why people is following me now? Why I get so many likes and everything? Because I'm in a way like I'm still looking for it. You know, it's something that you always keep in you and you and it's not going to disappear like that.
0: What were you dreaming of? What were your ambitions?
1: I wanted to be president of the world. <laughs> my parents explained me that it's not happening. I was like, why is not happening? I want to change the world.
0: And tell me, what were your influences as a boy? Because do you remember your first fashion show? Or do you remember, well, did you care about clothes? Did you look at what your mother was wearing?
1: I remember that for me, fashion has always been really important in my culture. Also because I'm French, you know, and, and I think for French people, fashion has always been part of a of, um, of the culture, like uh, it's like food, you know, it's like this kind of thing that... And fashion was really pop before because everybody knew who was Chanel, uh, Yves Saint Laurent, Dior, you know, it's... it's Balmain, There's this thing about like really feeling... Um, it's part of the patrimoine, you know, like... Uh, it's like Versailles, you know, There's this thing that you know, it's a history.
0: Let's talk about you as a designer, because yeah. as you say, that that's what you were first and foremost before you became a creative director. And tell me, did you want to study fashion sort of when you were young? Because there was this point where you wanted to become a lawyer, but was the, the interest in fashion was there before that though, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, tell me a bit about those I think, ambitions. you know,
1: fashion has always been in my mind. I mean, I always loved the fact to look for identity. I think the fact that I come from what I told you before, I always loved the clothes to actually make you feel you have an identity. It was something really Just personal. Um, so for me, I was creating my own story with my clothes. You know, I was dreaming and I was like thinking, who I am you know and I remember like when I was a kid I was dressing like a like a a prince and saying like okay I'll come from this country because I don't know where I come from so I mean I mean for me clothes were really really important to actually identify myself. I follow my my instinct and I stopped uh, the the school like a law school and I also stopped my fashion school and I wanted to work.
0: Your parents when you dropped out of law school you have said in interviews before that they cut you off at that point they said they didn't want to give you any more money Were they, were they supportive still or? No,
1: the, I mean, I mean I think it's a way also to support me, to actually st- say to, to, to your kid, like, you know, now you're just gonna walk with your legs, you know, uh, and, uh, and I think it was smart from them. So when mm. I see my interns now, and I can see them like, you know, like having an, another work after a uh, barman because they need to pay their rent, you know, mm. and uh, I remember who I was, you know, it reminded me completely, um, the kid that I was, and I think I understand also them a lot because mm. I used to actually dance in a club to actually uh, pay my rent, you know, so I know exactly what you feel.
0: This is a difficult question for you to answer. Anytime I talk to anyone about you, they say, You're so nice. It's like the big thing that everyone says journalists, people you've worked with. But you've done so well so quickly and how do you combine ambition with being really, really nice? Can you be not nice? (laughs) You know,
1: I think it's funny because since the beginning of the interview, it is like ambition and being nice. Uh, Famous, but at the same time, good designer. (laughs) I feel like, you know, those two words like French uh, and international, those kind of things can all connect together. There is no problem. And uh, (laughs) really, you can put them in the same sentence. uh, Don't judge me just because, you know, like, Uh, I have more followers, so I'm not a good designer. We can't do both, you know, like, it's not possible. Mm. You know, I just think, you know, it's when someone says, uh, if you're pretty, you're, you're, you're dumb." Like, uh, can't you have both, you know? So it's the same story with, with designer. You can be famous in a way and still being a good designer. And, and I feel sometimes people forget my work. Like, Mm. literally, Mm. I think what will keep my ambition grow is because I'm nice and I'm not losing myself. Because it's really, really interesting what you say. I mean, it's really it's really hard sometimes to actually, uh, you know, uh, look at me in the mirror and think, oh my God, you achieved so much already before yeah. your 30s. And, uh, but everything happened because I worked a lot, but always be nice to people. It's karma. Mm-hmm. And karma can slap in your, your face when you'd have a bad karma.
0: Tell me about coming to Bauman. What attracted you to working at Bauman? Because you worked under Christophe Dekanen for for a while.
1: I think, you know, Bauman had all the, um component that I love because it's, it's, a, it's old French house, it's luxury, it's craftsmanship, it's embroidery, it's couture, at the same time it's a lot of tailoring. I love the jolie madame silhouette that uh, Pierre Bauman created because in a way it was really like this structure silhouette for a woman and you know belts and making sure that it's really sharp. So it was really me. I obviously love um, the sexiness that uh, Christophe brought. I love Oscar de la Renta, also the couture and this romanticism that Bauman had. I love the barman story, like I love the Pierre Barman story, he was into like the jet set and the princesses of uh, Thailandia and uh, it was just like, it was just like, a, you know, this kind of really crazy 70s universe and, uh, and I loved it, I think. So I wanted to, to go there. What's amazing with the barman world is that people can think, okay, you dressed uh, three girls, but I mean, we dress so much more, yeah. but people maybe sometimes they just want, when you want to be blind, you want to be blind, yeah. naturally. Me, um, yeah, I'm really proud of uh, dressing people that are famous. I have no problem with that. I, I, and honestly, like, I'm happy also because if they are famous, it's because they know how to communicate. Mm. Um, and if they know how to communicate, means that they are, a, it's a talent, I think, the communication today. So yes, I'm happy that they love my clothes and mm-hmm. they actually uh, communicate. With
0: um you know not diverse at all i
1: think it's changing now we are two there's Kanye west and there's me so we are two (laughs) designers um we are two designers black and i hope there is way more yeah um i think it's all it's for me really interesting also is that it's a really old french house you know that's i think it's the most uh, significant for me because being a a black guy that is under 30 uh, in one of the most luxury french house with my casting with my girls like with my campaigns i'm really really trying to show the new world because i Mm. feel like sometimes fashion is sleeping and not really realizing that we are in 2015 you know Mm. the rules that you use in 92 it doesn't work anymore the world Mm. changed Mm. just start to open your eyes
0: yeah it must be incredibly frustrating because many would call fashion a racist industry you see that if you just look at how many of course i think it is yeah
1: i think it is because in a way like um Sometimes when you heard like some fashion shows, they don't want to take more than three or four black girls
0: Yeah,
1: Uh, I mean how the fuck you can have this kind of thought I mean Honestly, like me honestly, I'm really really like not even thinking how many I have to put in my show Like it's not even happening to me. I don't even see that she's black or white. Mm -hmm. That's the reality I just see she's beautiful Mm -hmm. like how the fuck you can think okay, we took the one from the new face from this agency, we're gonna take the old face because she's more commercial and it's okay, we have to. Like, really? 2015? Yeah. I mean,
0: mm.
1: how the fuck you can think like that? Like, I really, really don't get it. Like, this is something that...
0: Why don't people call, it, call the industry out on it more though? Because I find it really frustrating. I find it strange as a writer. You know, people will go to a show and it will be all white casting and, and they won't say anything. It's almost like it's become the norm and people... I think it's so great that you speak out about it, but why don't more people?
1: Because a lot of people are old. I think for them, it's, you know, they grow up the like norm. that. the norm, yeah. That's you know, I think it's this kind of people that when maybe they were in school, they didn't have, like, they maybe have one black guy in their, in their class, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, the reality of a lot of people is that they, they didn't grow up with, like, the, I mean, the generation that we are today.
0: Tell me a little bit. I, I'm interested in this idea. It kind of goes back to Instagram again. Sorry, I keep bringing that up. But, but
1: I love my Instagram. I love speaking about Instagram. Just if we need to make sure that we take it seriously.
0: Yeah, well that's what's interesting because it seems that you do take it very seriously. And has it made you care less about criticism? Or? Of course,
1: yes. Yeah. I love, I was read, reading, um, I was seeing an interview in Paris, uh, I think it was two days ago, and Katie Horin was speaking about how the world is changing with, you know, Instagram. And she's like, mm-hmm. now people, is not about critique, it's more about likes. Yeah. And i like, a yes <laughs> completely why people is more into digital instagram and less into criticism because i feel like they want truth they want real reality mm. like um i'm so for example happy with the success of my friend kim because she's like mm. 10 seasons on a row with her uh, real tv and when people say oh she has no talent i'm like she has more talent than every every like everybody like she's a businesswoman. she has like a real tv that actually Keep going on mm. and on and on and why because people want truth they want realness you know reality and and i think it's also that in fashion that happened now people wants to have real thing face mm. to them like just they want to believe in something that is real mm. and just not having lie you know
0: mm. i think in some ways a lot of the people who criticize they're nervous of you talk a lot about you know your generation they're
1: really really scared i think that's why it goes so i mean i think they're more i mean Um, I I can see from my show like um, when Kim arrives to my show is like it's huge uh, impact like Mm -hmm. people are like crazy fans and and also Rihanna like you can feel the power that those girls and women have on the people and I think there's a lot of jealousy because maybe like you know 10 years ago you were like oh my god this writer is coming to the show now. I mean I don't even know if she came or not, I don't care about whatever writer, like some I care yeah. but you know like I feel they kind of like, some are kind of frustrated yeah. and repressed I think because in a way like they don't have any more their scene you know
0: so... Mm. I guess like this idea of the Bauman army which people talk about a lot, yeah. and why do you think they use the word army? And I
1: felt like my life is beco- it's becoming a battle <laughs> because I was literally trying to please so much, you know, the press and na, 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 and, and at one point, I was like, I don't want to please anyone except myself. And from this moment, when I start to choose different music for my show, mm-hmm. when I start to actually put more pop culture, when I start to do also different castings, like really, really, I realized that actually sometimes fashion is like a fight, a battle. Yeah. And so to fight against it, just be part of my army. And I start to create the Balmain army. That's it. And it's a it's a fa- it's a fabulous army. It's a glamour army. There is no violence. Obviously, it's just an army of vision, you know, and of strong people in it. But it's because I really became someone that pleased myself, trying to please myself. I believed in army. I think we built this army because I really understood that the day that I'm start to please myself and believe in what I want, really, I will have to actually go against a lot of lot of things.
0: So you don't think you're doing that yet? Are you not? totally being yourself, you're not totally doing exactly what you want.
1: I think, I, I think I'm on the right track. I think there is way more to, to push as boundaries today. Um, but I think it's changing. I mean, I think I'm trying with my little, uh, little, little power, I'm trying to actually change a bit the world on my way, in my way.